I don't know how you've spent the last few weeks, but I was really challenged by something that Brian asked the other day that said, you know, how are we preparing for going back to do church? And I was thinking about what I've spent a lot of time doing in the garden. And I was thinking about the sweet peas that we planted from seed and how much they got battered by the wind. They were really vulnerable. And so they needed a lot of care and a lot of support. But we've got great expectations of how they might grow. But they won't do that without watering and care. These look a whole lot more healthy and sturdy than the sweet peas. But they've also come from small seeds and they've needed watering and nurturing. And like the sweet peas, we've got great expectations of how high they might grow. But all of that is gonna need support and care and time and effort to get them to be this height in maybe a few months time. And then it was interesting when I looked at the tomato plants that we were growing and then the bag that we were just about to put them in and it said, grow sure, grow with certainty. And when Brian was saying, what are we gonna do when we finish lockdown? That was the thing that triggered and challenged me. How are we gonna help not plants grow, but the people around us grow with certainty? Because this is, yeah, this is my back garden. This is where we're trying to nurture these seeds, but there's a bigger garden. But the challenge is, is what seeds are we planting in the front garden? The opportunities with our neighbourhood, with the wider city, with the people who live in Breton. What are we planting? Who are we nurturing? How sure are we that they're going to grow to know the truth that we know about a Christian faith? We're all vulnerable to one, uh, in one way or another. We all need support to grow. But yeah, in this city, in our neighbourhoods, how are we going to tend and care for people in the same way that I've managed to do for some small delicate seeds in the back? And that's perhaps where the challenge comes for us all to think about. It certainly is challenging me. This morning, we're going to look very briefly at the section of chapter 9 of Mark's Gospel, verses 2 to 29, in two small chunks. We're looking at how do I grow? How do I know I grow, particularly when faith gets difficult, when I'm struggling with my faith? This um, passage that um, we're going to have read to us, these two sections, gave me four words that I hope will help you understand what it means to grow well. Unless our faith is put into action, we're not going to see the growth in our relationship with Jesus and the world and indeed ourselves and the people around us. Faith without deeds is futile, James says in the book of James. 
So we're going to look at the first section. Uh, so feel free to open up your Bibles, uh, listen to the screen, watch the screen or, or mute it or turn it off and read it from your own scriptures that you have in front of you. We're going to look at verses 2 to 13 and we're going to see what God teaches us through these verses. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John and led them up a high mountain where they were alone. As they looked on, a change came over Jesus and his clothes became shining white, whiter than anyone in the world could wash them. Then the three disciples saw Elijah and Moses talking with Jesus. Peter spoke up and said to Jesus, Teacher, how good, it, good is it that we are here? We will make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He and the others were so frightened that he did not know what to say. Then a cloud appeared, covered them with its shadow, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my own dear son. Listen to him. They took a quick look around, but did not see anyone. Only Jesus was with them. As they came down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has risen from death. They obeyed his order, but among themselves they started discussing the matter. What does this rising from death mean? And they asked Jesus, why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah has to come first? His answer was, Elijah is indeed coming first in order to get everything ready. Yet why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man will suffer much and be rejected? I tell you, however that Elijah has already come and that the people treated him just as they pleased, as scriptures say about him. So here we have the account on the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus is transformed. He glows, he, he dazzles, whiter than anything in the world that, that any bleach could possibly achieve. He, he is met with Elijah and Moses and James, John and Peter are with him. The only three disciples going up to the mountain. They are confused. They are frightened, the Bible says. Um, and Peter, in his, in his impulsiveness and, and reactiveness, um, responds with, oh, we best make some shelter for you three. This is a good place. It's good to be here. And because he doesn't know what to say, he's, he's scared, he's confused. But this is what the Old Testament reminded us. Why Elijah and Moses? Well, Elijah and Moses were um, examples of the fulfillment of God's glory. These two characters didn't die a normal death. They were lifted up and taken from the earth. And here they are with Jesus. And there's this sense of a coming together, a uniting of the prophecies promised throughout scripture by God through the prophets and Elijah and Moses' um, prophecy over them and through them is fulfilled in Jesus Christ and indeed John the Baptist. But anyway, let's move on from that because I want us to focus on verse 7. Verse 7, it says this, then a voice, a, a dark cloud, uh, not a dark cloud, a cloud came over and a voice said, this is my son whom I love. Listen, to him. So here are our first two teachings on what of what it means and how to grow. Love and listen. You need to know that God loves you more than you can ever imagine. He cannot love you any more or any less. God's love is perfected. 
and it is proven through Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus says that, um, you know, and you can't tell anyone until my resurrection, until I rise again. Again, this confused the disciples because they understood that God would come in glory and all of God's people will rise from the dead, all at the same time. They did not understand the fulfillment of Jesus Christ at this stage. Obviously, we got this, um, some understanding now, but they were confused. And their faith was tested in many ways. Um, they, they didn't quite get it, which is a common thing. But we're heading, we're, we're shifting from um, following Jesus and, and, and learning from him and seeing what, what he does and trying to um, grow in faith to the point of where faith is going to get really difficult. And I don't know about you, but I have times in my life where my faith gets really difficult and I need something of God to reveal, to be revealed in me, to help me grow in my faith, particularly often in my unbelief. But nevertheless, here we are. We've got the first two teaching points, love and listen. God loves you just the way you are, but loves you too much to leave you the way you are. This transfiguration is like a transformation. Jesus's glory, the glory of God through Jesus is shone, it shines. And when we allow ourselves to fall in the arms of God through Jesus Christ, there's a love power that ignites in us and, and makes us shine like stars. It burns a holy fire in us and we glow like we've never glowed before. And we can love all people just the way they are. Everyone matters to us, sin, sinner or saint. Everyone matters. And then God says, listen to my son. Listen to Jesus, the Messiah. If you want to grow in your faith, then we need to know and accept the love of God through Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection. And we need to listen to his ways and listen to his teachings and listen for his voice in every aspect of our lives. Listening to Jesus is a bit like an artist seeing a picture before it's drawn. They can see and they can hear the voice speaking to them as they put their paint or their pen to the canvas, to the paper. And when you look for Jesus, and look into the scriptures and um, listen, it starts to become a bit clearer, just a little bit. It's a bit like laying down in a field at night and looking into the sky. And the more you look, you can see how bright the stars are. They become transformed. And as you listen, you'll hear all the wonderful natural noises. So transfiguration is about transformation in love and in listening. Let's look at the uh, second section, the last section of verses uh, 14 to 29 and the last two teaching points of how do we grow in a time like this? Where do we grow from here? Mark 9:14 to29. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them, and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, What are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. 
So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood, and it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. So Peter, James, John and Jesus come down from the mountain, a mountain that we do not know exactly what mountain it is. Um, They come down and they see a crowd arguing with um, the teachers of the law and they inquire what's going on. And a man says, uh, my son is... um, uh, been uh, possessed by a spirit and it's robbed him of his speech. He convulses, he has uh, seizures, he gnashes at the teeth, he foams in the mouth and goes all rigid. And your disciples could not drive the demon out of him, the, the unclean spirit. And, uh, and, 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 and Jesus responds with, you un-, verse 19, you unbelieving generation, how long must I be with you? How much more uh, must I put up with you? And Jesus is challenging your unbelief. The disciples were being obedient, were they not? They were getting out there and trying to drive out demons. And uh, the man, the father responds because he's got a heart of compassion for his son. He wants his son to be set free. This, This is a resurrection story here. And uh, the, 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 the father says, help my unbelief. And Jesus says, bring the boy here. And uh, they bring the boy here because the man says, if you can do anything, Jesus. And Jesus is like, if I can do anything. <laughs> There's no ifs and buts. If you believe everything is possible, verse 23. And he brings the boy, um, they, they brings his son to him and he stands in front of the son and the evil spirit cannot fight against the love and the power of Jesus. And it eventually comes out, but leaves the boy looking dead. But Jesus holds his hands and he rises. People couldn't believe it at first. So here we have um, the first section is love and listen to Jesus. Accept um, the love of God through Jesus Christ. Listen to the teachings of Jesus. Learn from him. Learn from how he loved and ministered to people. Just walk in the ways of Jesus. Just follow his teachings. And then um, the, the disciples question, well, why couldn't we do that, Jesus? And then Jesus makes this interesting statement. A spirit like this can only come out by prayer. Surely they were praying. I didn't see in that text that Jesus 
prayed specifically. I'm, I know he did. He must have done. He wouldn't have said it otherwise. But it's interesting, isn't it? How do we deal with difficult situations? How do we face the challenges of life through our faith? Well, faith with actions is the best way to learn how to grow. Now, it means you might have to leap a little bit. So this is the fourth L. So this section is about learning and about leaping. Just do it. Just do it. Later on in that uh, text, in, in the chapter that we're not having read to us, is that uh, the disciples said, Jesus, they are, others are, are driving demons and healing people, um, and they're not one of us. And Jesus says, whoever is for us is not against us. So if you are wanting to grow in faith, hold on to these four words, wherever you are in your faith, however difficult it is. Know the love of God and accept the love of God through Jesus Christ, who died and rose again. It has been fulfilled. His glory is upon us. It, his spirit is poured out for all people. Ask and you will receive. Be filled with the love of God through Jesus Christ. Listen and learn from Jesus. Look, listen and learn. And don't be afraid to be obedient to taking leaps of faith. I believe the church is the hope of the world. It says in, in Matthew 12, 21, that Jesus is the hope of all nations. I believe the church is a place of hospitality for all people, where everyone is welcome. And it's the place where people would think about going first if they would like to go anywhere for love, support and acceptance. I believe the church is a place where everyone matters and everyone can get help. I believe the church is a place for healing for our whole nation. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And as we struggle in our faith during these odd times, let us all keep turning to Jesus and putting our trust in him, for he has our back covered. I believe the church is real, relevant, radical and refreshing. And I believe that when your faith gets difficult, that's because you're growing and you keep hold of Jesus and you'll never stop growing. Jesus invites us to have a can-do attitude. As the Father says to Jesus, if you can, do something and Jesus says if I can everything is possible absolutely everything is possible for one who believes for one who believes verse 23 chapter 9 let us pray Jesus as we remain still where we are in our homes. Let us just remember that you love us and died for us. And you died for everyone because to you, everyone matters. Lord, help us to put our total faith in you. Help us to surrender to you, to open ourselves up to the mystery and the wonder of your truth that comes from heaven. Lord, help us to listen to you each day. Help us to learn from you and to take leaps of faith, to be obedient to just loving others and sharing in word, in deed, in thought. Father, we thank you 
that even when faith gets difficult, you do not leave us, you do not abandon us, you do not reject us. Even if we've rejected you, you've never rejected us. So receive us now, we pray. Help us to open ourselves up, mind, spirit and body. And Father, heal our unbelief. Heal our fears. Restore us in you. Make us new. Lord, if there's anybody among us this morning that feels they would like to respond to the call of Jesus upon their life, whether for the first time or because they feel they have lacked in faith, may they just um, come to you now. Perhaps click on the screen to come and be prayed for or just to say, Lord, I, I receive you now. I can commit myself to you, body, mind and soul. Father, we thank you that your grace is sufficient. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And thank you for your church and your word, Lord. This we pray in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.